We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's a True Faith podcast. Um, I'm Alex Hayes, joined by Ben Wade. Saturday morning after the night before, Newcastle United won, Leeds won. Um, a really good night at St. James's Park. Despite the uh, despite despite the deflating end to it, um, we've got a short podcast for you here, me and Ben, uh, followed up by uh, fifteen minutes from Mike Cream um, on Ipswich, who's an Ipswich fan. I'll be seeing him at Ipswich on Monday. Good friend of ours. Most of you who've listened to the show. I was going to say some people might remember him. Uh, some people might remember him. Uh, he's also part of his own football podcast, Football Bloody Hell, on the Premier League every Monday night. Look it up. So me and Ben will talk to you for a little bit um, now about Leeds um, and we'll do a, a longer podcast after Ipswich next week, um, kind of looking back at the two games. But Ben, um, most definitely... I'm, just, uh, I'm, a, I'm a little bit disappointed he's not on the phone for the first half hour of this podcast. Just, yeah, just listening in. <laughs> are, you, are you still there, Mike? <laughs> I'm still here. Uh, blast from the past, that. Right. Ben, two points dropped, definitely. I mean, even even for our goal, he did a great job of like clawing it back from behind the line. That would have been, a, I mean, it wasn't a save, but like a great attempt because that was a definite, you know, like Lissa looked for all the world, like he was going, he was going to burst the net ourselves with the header. Um, team, team team selection wise, we um, we started again with uh, Mbemba, which was a shock for myself. But it, you know, for all my concerns and other people's concerns about Chris Wood, you know, dominating. Us airily, it just it just yeah. didn't happen. The Woods just was not in the game um, no. until the ninety fifth minute, ninety sixth minute possibly. Yeah. Um, and a fair play. And obviously Isaac Hayden. Then I thought I thought Isaac Hayden was absolutely fantastic. And yeah, you know, for all the all the talk of poor performances recently, despite some wins, I think his his um, loss, you know, has been most keenly felt by the side. Element of the game, like 
um, winning the ball back all the time. He's, he's, he's really good tackling. Like that's probably the, the biggest difference between him and Colback is he can like he's brilliant at sort of tackling, um, just winning the ball back in positions where like you, you wouldn't think people could do. Whereas Colback from positions that seem to be <laughs> like you can't lose the ball, he seems to just fall people all the time. But um, I, I think as well, he's just he's a, he seems to be like a um, much sort of more accomplished player on the ball in terms of he's very tidy on it and uh, I think he, he, he just every, I've said it sort of a few times on the podcast this season I just think he, he, he will look a much much better and more balanced team when he's in it yeah um yes definitely and I, I really hope we keep him fit until the end of the season um I mean uh, just a little bit on Kobach I've seen him get a lot of stick you know, came on and gave away that foul. Number one, I thought I was I was screaming foul him, screaming because we should have, we should have been able to defend that situation. The ball, the ball, should, the ball should never have come out the corner. And I know it's I know it's hard because even you know I'm there. We we were standing up at the end, and you're like you know there was a chance when you know Mitrovic got the ball past um, one of his defenders, and then that you know Yedlin tried to play in the army. It it should it should never have happened. I mean. The, the Leeds couldn't get the ball off where Mitrovic was doing fine why we decided to try and score again you know in injury time at the end of a game we've dominated was really poor from the lads you know I thought they were fantastic last night as a group really good set of lads but I just thought that was really poor from them and there was, there was no need to try and score another goal at the end there and I know it's easy saying you know in hindsight now but that's a that's the second goal we've conceded this season in, the, in injury time at home I'm, I'm thinking of QPR um, it was the same at QPR. We, we didn't. We lacked the experience to see that game out. And the, the more, more frustrating thing about this one, QPR was number one the performance, number two, the the relevance of the game and the part part of the season that we're in. But we had the ball in the corner. I could have lived with it if Mitrovic, um, you know, gave away a foul or we give away a throw in or but we yeah. we contributed to them getting the ball in our part of the pitch. I don't blame Jack Colback at all. He did the right thing and we actually defended the free kick fine. Um, it's really frustrating well, at the end. That's the thing of the initial. Um, the, the actual, I mean, the, the only criticism I would say of him was that he called back. He should have fouled it. If he was going to foul him, foul him early. Yeah. Because he let them, he let them get into a position where one ball could get into the box. And obviously, with with our frailty is like set pieces, defending set pieces. If you'd have just fouled him like 10, 20 yards before that ball isn't on, they they can they can lump the ball up and they're only going to. Um, get a sort of like to, to maybe halfway in our um, half but unfortunately he's let them get into our half whereby then they can um, sort of put, let, get the ball into the box um, yeah. and that, but I mean that, it's, it's a, as you say it's a bit harsh to sort of say that contribute to the goal because at the end of the day we cleared the initial one um, and it was just tired legs sort of not, we didn't get out of them quickly enough um, after that yeah I mean the We'll talk about the goal. It was farcical, really. Um, first, I, I can't remember who the other player, Big Mo Diame, came on. Um, you know, he he should have he he should have got he should I mean he should have got closer to the player who put the ball in. He beats Yedlin, and then there's no one next to him. Someone else isn't is switched off. Lascelles is in no man's land. Chris Woods unmarked in the ninety fifth minute. Um, if we'd have cleared that ball, you know, it, it's hard because I'm thinking does should should Diame give away the foul because if he he gives away the foul. 
it, well, in hindsight, yes, he should have given the foul, definitely, because we, we would have been at least a little bit organised in the box. Yeah. And then if he gives away the foul, we'll concede where, where I stood here on Saturday, absolutely slating for giving away a foul. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, but, but that's the fine lines. Um, you know, he's no good at that in that part of the pitch as well. But it was, I thought it was poor from him, I thought it was poor from Yedlin, and obviously desperately poor from the Celso, who'd had an excellent game, had a fantastic game. And that's... That's the thing about a few of our young lads at the moment. I mean, you look at that back line, Lascelles 22, Mbemba 22, Paul said piece dumb at 19, allegedly, now he's 25. <laughs> uh, the way people go on now, he's 25, but he's still young. Dollar 26. Um, you, your only kind of senior player there is Vernon, I think, who's 27, 28, who, who was excellent, by the way. For all, all the criticism he's picked up on this podcast, Vernon Eater was superb yesterday, um, in my opinion. But yeah, just, just so naive at the end and to allow, you know, to... To allow Chris Wood that time and space in the box, and to give Leeds a point, the you know they'll, they'll have they'll have lost games you know heavily this season. Leeds and not played as badly as that, or not being as dominant oh, yeah, as comprehensively as that. So massively frustrating. But um, well, how did you think um, Mbemba did then? Because you know that was a surprising thing. But I thought he had one of his best games for Newcastle. Yeah, I thought um, I thought he had, he had a really good game. I mean, again, he he showed sort of. Couple of glimpses of sort of the the worries that we saw in Sheffield, whereby I think there was a um, I think it gave away a throw in or something like that the, the, in the first half, whereby he was trying to shield it out, and it's just that he did it against Sheffield, obviously it didn't come to anything in that that um, instance as well. But just you can't be dawdling on the ball like that; you, you just got to get it away. But other than that, I thought he, he was excellent. Um, again, sort of the, the strengths we've been talking about, he was nicking the ball off players. Um, He's always really positive in bringing the ball out as well, which is sort of one of the he's, he's sort of um, his best traits, I guess, and what I would put why why I, I think he should be be thought normally. He's, he's really good at bringing the ball out. And there's a few times where he just a little sort of drop of the shoulder, almost Cowley, Queen Street Cowley-esque, um, <laughs> just ran ran past a, a player and um, just just it opens the game up. And when you've got a defender like that, that can carry the ball out. Then it, it just takes that pressure off the likes of Shelby or Hayden or whoever it is in midfield. Like, because generally they'll pull mid, mid, midfield quite apart if you've got a defender and beat the striker, and then it opens up the game and puts them under a bit of pressure. So I think that's something that will sort of come in useful next season if, if teams try and play like a, a pressing game where they're, they're trying to mark Shelby out of the game. Yeah. But um, just, just defensively, I mean, as you said, I, I was I, I sort of was a bit surprised when they went with him because uh, obviously we'd, we'd seen. Um, Stephen Fletcher have quite a, a good game against for last week, dominating at work really, um, both him and Lascelles. And I thought Chris Wood had just like his bread and butter in it, the balls in the air. Um, and, but he, as you said, he just didn't get a sniff. And um, I mean, a lot of that was was to uh, the way Leeds played. I mean, I think they were pretty poor. But um, also, I mean, when when they did get the ball up to him, there were plenty of times where he um, would, would nick the ball back off him. And I think remember just he, he, he's had a really really solid game after quite a shaky one. Games to play together. 
yeah, that would be interesting. Clark is absolutely superb in the air as well, whereas in Bemba struggles a bit. Um, I know you. I know you've not seen highlights, Ben. I, I caught the very brief ones on the Sky Score Centre app. Um, the the penalty decision. I think it's a nil nil on Mbemba is yet yet another example of absolutely disgraceful officiating at this level. The lad makes no attempt. I, I, I did say that when actually we're in the we're in the, the Labour Club after perhaps the, the put up a, the, a couple of it was the end of the like obviously oh, they put on like that was the one highlight I saw and you'll you'll just never see a still more penalty of, of someone just getting what? dragged back like dragged down at the back post when you click it's, it's, like, it's a red card it's a red card You know, I used to, last season, the relegation season under McLaren, I was bored about talking of injured players. I'm bored about every week on the podcast talking about dog shit referees who are just fucking rubbish at everything they do in life. Like, they're just, they're just rubbish. I'm sick of it. Like, hey, last night I looked at, I looked at the, the, the referee. It's like, it's like there's like, a, a, you know, like when you, you know, allegedly when you drop stuff on the floor, there's like a five second rule. It's like the referee and linesman look at each other for five seconds. And if both of them bottle it, they just crack on. They're like, it's just like, well, one, two, three, four, no pen, no pen, like, just make a decision, like, you're being being paid to watch the match. If you compare it to Huddersfield's pen, which was an off-the-ball incident, the ref didn't see it, and you've got got a lad who's got to knock the ball in the back of the net, and a Leeds player, wrong side, the the Leeds player, is the wrong side of a member. so how can you not give a penalty in that situation? I mean, it, it it may have changed the final result, it may not have changed the final result. It's just infuriating, um, infuriating. Ben, we'll, we'll have to crack on. Mitrovic last night, the, the source of a lot of um, debate today on social media. Some people are absolutely buzzing, saying he's fantastic. Some people saying, like Alan Shearer, I thought he was poor. Where do you stand on his performance? Um, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as say he was fantastic. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, me, me and Simon were talking about it uh, last night actually after the game, and just saying like. <laughs> I thought he had a decent game he had a good impact obviously he's got the assist for the goal as well um, he's peeled off the back back of the defence and, and put a good ball back in for himself for his goal but um, again it's just that lack of a threat like we've, we've said it a few times when does he ever look like he's going to score a goal like, I don't remember him like there was one chance that he did make of his own yeah that was good his own making which was really good yeah where he locked it over green and then defenders had to come flying in and, and make it Yeah, I mean, 
for me, if if this is the start of something, then I'm happy. If that was a performance, because it was, he did he did play well. I thought, I thought she. Yeah, was... and it's, it's, it's as well. It's on on the back of a really good like impact off the yeah. bench against Sheffield Wednesday. So so yeah, if you if you can build on this, he deserves to keep his place for Ipswich. Then great. Yeah. I get what Shearer is probably getting at was the times in the second half where which were infuriating when he when he like he'd either beaten a man, he'd won the ball in the air, he'd got past them, and he and then he throws himself down and appeals to the ref and gets an out because he's a, it's a dive, and then it's like no no I mean, you've you've done the hard work you've done what a lot of players can't do you've got the ability to there crack on and try and get try and get a goal like you say it's like he's not I wouldn't say he's not asked about scoring because that would be ridiculous. But he's certainly kind of as bothered at times about pissing off. You saw, did you see Rob Green's reaction? And, um, yeah, I, I, I said at the time, I was like, he, like I, I went wild at um, like He almost like jumped at him but, almost. But, yeah, but why? But apparently, like, Paul, Paul next to me said apparently he'd done something for our goal. So but what, I missed that. Why, yeah, why does Mitrovic get himself in these predicaments during games? But yeah, yeah. it was a good performance. Um, I think if he, it's. He played ninety minutes. He played ninety minutes, Sorry. which is a, which is a big thing for me. Him getting the full ninety at home under Rafa has not happened very often at all. Um, so ninety, another ninety, you know, ninety minutes under the belt. Let's let's get on Ipswich and let's you know let's get him on the score sheet. I thought I thought the big difference was the effort. He put a lot of effort in, which is good to yeah. see. And it's it's sad that we haven't always been able to say that this season. But you know, something to build on. I mean, I, yeah, it, I mean that that's the thing. It was a, it was a positive performance, as you say. It's, it's, Building on the right thing, and he seems to at least be getting getting the idea of, of what they expect from him in terms of sort of get, getting himself making um, himself a nuisance, which is, is what what he's best at. Really, like he, he is a, a good um, a good target man as well. I think if, when when the ball's up and when he when he's like focused on actually winning the ball, he does win a lot of headers and he can bring the ball down and he can bring other players into position. But as we've said far too many times, he doesn't do that. But it's hopefully the penny's dropped and he's starting to realise the impact he can he can have. I mean he won some brilliant headers yesterday when we got win the really good attacking positions and I think it's just a, like as you say though, he just needs to I think prioritise score a bit more. Like you get the feeling like he's more interested in the build up play a lot of times. Yeah. He, he wants to come drop deep like almost like a um into the number ten role and, and hold the ball up. Really you need him on the on get getting forward a bit more and Getting into the, the danger areas where where he's going to get goal from, but um, now I think it was it was encouraging, and I think yeah, the signs there. Hopefully now that he's he's, he's got his um, he's getting his head around what what he needs to do for the team, and as you say, I think that ninety minutes is a massive um, sort of nod to to, to the, the progress, and I think that was as well like reward for for having a good game yesterday. Yeah, and now we're we're eight points. Clear with four games to go, um, with a, well technically nine points with a goal difference. Um, Huddersfield can get a maximum of what what they're on seventy seven, so they can get a maximum of what five games fifteen ninety two. Um, you know to get the ninety two, we only need, well to get the ninety one, we need two wins from our last um, couple of games. I mean Huddersfield got Derby away hard game. You know if they if they lost that, it would be eighty nine, so it would be two wins. Do you do you see the two wins coming next two games if switch impressing? Yeah, I mean, I think um, if switch, I mean, they've, they've obviously just worked beating uh, Burton yesterday with a, a 2-1. Um, but I think all we've heard all season from Mike is how poor they are. Um, when you think back, we've, we've, we've taken the best player off them in Daryl Murphy, who can't, couldn't, couldn't even get on the pitch yesterday. Um, I think that sort of that spells out the gulf between the two teams. So I think... Um, I think 
be interesting. I mean, obviously, with um, they 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 seem to have got battered yesterday on Fuller's Field, but we're, we're still in the position there to, to potentially get something out of the game. We're not for for that the penalty at the end, so um, it could be a tight game. And I mean, I think the, the game down there at Deepdale as well was um, was was fairly like quite a. Um, Did I? Um, it's, it, it could be uh, sort of another scrappy affair, but just, I mean, as you say, I think just, just getting points on the board, I mean, even the points at the stage draws on, on bad results, obviously. So, um, providing if we get a switch and, and we'll get a point against Preston, um, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Yep, yeah, uh, that just about does it for today. Thanks, Ben. I, I just want to say it was a really good night to be at St James's Park, despite the, the last minute goal. Great atmosphere, the flags were mint. Um, it, I, I mean, it, 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 again, I'd enjoyed, I'd enjoyed the Sheffield Wednesday game in terms of the, I thought that the fans were really good. And it, like, other than that, I mean, the performance was absolutely atrocious, obviously, but um, like, it, it seems to be like the, the people are sort of switching on to the, the positive impact they can have. And I thought, again, yesterday was like was brilliant. Um, a lot of noise, it was really loud. Um, a lot of people sort of singing. Um, and it was a really good, positive atmosphere. And, and obviously, you, you saw that was probably the best. 90 minutes, well, 93 minutes, whatever, that, that was put at home, I think, this season. It was a brilliant performance. It was just a shame that we've let ourselves down at the end there, but I think there's a lot of positives we can take from that. I mean, obviously, it's good and, uh, to lose it the way we did, and it was a, a bad mistake, but it's funny. You can't, you should, we, should, we shouldn't forget the, the, how much dot, like, we battered them, we dominated them for 90 minutes, and these are the, the, the fourth best team in the league, so um, I, I think there's a lot of positives to take from it. Indeed. Um, okay, thanks for listening, everybody. Now I've got my chat with Mike, who's an Ipswich fan. And as I said, we'll probably look to do something um, middle of next week, uh, maybe Wednesday, Thursday, longer podcast, looking back at these two games and looking ahead of the rest of the season. Uh, so, Ben, thanks for your time, and uh, speak to you soon. I'm joined now by Michael Crean, a long-time True Faith NUFC contributor uh, when we were Premier League side, and I'm sure he will be again next season. Also host of his own podcast, Football Bloody Hell, which is available every Monday night uh, at all the usual places, and I thoroughly recommend you check that out. Uh, morning, Mike. It's not been the best season for Ipswich, has it? Uh, no, uh, yeah, slight understatement there, <laughs> Dodds. Um, it's, uh, it all seemed to go tits up as soon as we got rid of Daryl Murphy and uh, <laughs> sent him your way and, uh, and completely failed to, to replace him. So, it's um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, there's a lot of bitterness and anger around around the place at the moment. I'm, I'm sure you'll probably see um, come Monday when you when you when you come down to our place. Yeah, and obviously McCarthy's been there a few years now. Is it is it just gone? Is it just gone stale, or has he started doing things? You know, has he started? Was he stopped doing the things that made him fairly successful previously? Well, it, yeah, stale is probably the right word um, to be honest. If, it's, it's, it's a difficult one because if you, if you look at us and, and how we rank in terms of, of spend in the league, we're we're about you know rank about 16th place in terms of in terms of, of the money that we we spend on, on on transfers, getting players in. So where we are sitting 17th at the moment uh, in, in in that scheme of things, it's it's possibly not a, not a massive shock. But um, I, I think the thing is, he, he came in several years ago and, and originally saved us from relegation, and then. From there, every season there was progress. We finished 
got three top ten finishes in a row, got in a playoffs a couple of seasons ago on on you know on, on, a, on a shoestring budget and, and seventh last season. But 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 this year we, we we've just seen far too many draws, sixteen draws this year, um, and the, the the problem is is more. The fact when we were obviously we got into the playoffs and weren't playing the most beautiful football, um, but but you're winning games and, and, and doing what you can with the with the resources available. But now now we're not getting the results, we're not winning games, and and, and there's a lot of negativity around the club built from the fact that it's it, it's it's a lot of doesn't seem to be much of a plan around the club as a whole, and and, and McCarthy is. It's just one part of that, but to be perfectly honest, a lot more of the frustration increasing over the last few months has been towards the owner um, and, and the whole strategy behind the football club as a whole. I think this season um, is, is just one season on top of many others. We've been in the championship, you know, it's 15, 16 years now. Um, the, the longest serving club in the league, um, which is our, our, proud, our proud title. Hmm. Um, and I, I think really it, it's an accumulation. I think if, if, if we'd be regularly successful for in, in, in the years beforehand, this season you, you could, you, you know, you could take this season as a bit of an outlier, and, and, and people would take it on the chin more. But but the fact we've had so many years, and, and the last majority of those years have been spent battling for 14th place um, in the league, it, there's just a, there's a lot of inertia um, around the club, and and, and uh, as I say, a, a lot of the negativity now. Obviously, a lot directed towards McCarthy, um, but a lot of it directed towards the board and, and the owner now, more, more than anything else. Yeah, not not the best. And in terms of next season, is it very much apparent that McCarthy will be gone, or is there still some chance that he'll be in charge? Well, he's it, got a year left on his contract at the end of the season, and then the club's got an option of, of, of a further two beyond that. Um, which I think would be a suicidal PR move to, to activate. But um, my, my thoughts were that, that he'd probably um, make, make the decision to go at the end of the season. I, I basically, I can't see the owner getting rid of him. Um, for, for starters, I don't think that they'll be able to afford to, to, to pay him off for the year um, and, and then go out the process of finding a new manager. Obviously, when you get a new manager in, there, there's more pressure to invest. The, the point is that the, the Marcus Evans, the owner, is not pumping the money into the club. He, he pumped in money under, under Roy Keane and Paul Jewell, gave them money to spend, and, uh, and of course, they, they frittered it away. Um, and, 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 you know, for, for that reason, I can't see him getting rid of McCarthy. Um, uh, so it would be down to McCarthy, you know, want, wanting to head out himself. He, he's just said this week um, in the last couple of days that he has no intention of leaving um, and, and that, that, that he's going to stick around. Um, so uh, I, I can see next season as being more of the same, to be honest. Um, that, that there's just not a, a desire within the club or, you know, to, to, to move things forward. And as long as we keep ticking over, um, I think the owners are, are happy to. Uh, to, to keep the status quo, so it's a, it's, it's a bit depressing, and I'm sure you'll come into um, what will be quite a, a negative um, atmosphere. It was um, it was at Fulham, um, at Fulham away uh, on the weekend, and I remember turning to to our mate just before the kick off, and I said, as soon as we concede a goal, which you know, which will happen, um, as soon as we go behind, it will just it will just the whole stand will turn into. Um, you know, anti-board, anti-McCarthy chance, and, and that's exactly what happened. And uh, 
it's uh, it's it's likely to be the same on Monday, I'm afraid. Um, not that that should bother you, but it's um, it's. Uh, I think a lot of fans are just struggling to see see the light at the end of the tunnel, and, and I think it's looking like it will be a very similar season next year. Um, because there's just no um, no plan and, and no investment in the club, um, and when you look at the money and the resources that the last majority of the rest of the league have, um, it's hard to see us um, doing anything anything more than a, than a than a mid-table finish or low mid-table finish get next year. What is it with these managers uh, who who, who d- determine their own fate? Fate, bloody Arsene Wenger, Mick McCarthy, uh, Arsenal fans don't know how good they've got it. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially, where where do fans see Ipswich in the natural order of things? Ask this to every fan who comes on the podcast. Um, do, do you see yourselves as maybe a top ten um, championship club? Do you see yourselves as a top six club, bottom six Premier League club? Where where do, where do Ipswich fans think the club should be in the pecking order of English football? Um, on players and it, it, 
every year our, our, our best player is, is a lonely, huh. which, you know, as you know, is no way of, of sustaining things. I mean, our best player this year, Tom Lawrence, on loan from Leicester, he, he's head and shoulders above um, the rest of the team. He, he's, he's, I mean, you, you can see online that just uh, so many absolute worldies he's scored this season. He's just carried the team as an attacking threat. Um, but but that but but you know but then you can enjoy that uh, on a one-off and enjoy watching him play. But you think, well, what's going to happen next season? You, you can't sustain that on having your best player every season. Last season it was Ryan Fraser um, at, at Bournemouth. Um, but but you know there's no way of us um, signing them the next season. You've just got to enjoy them while they're here for the for, for the year. Um, but but it's not sustainable at all. And, and, and then next year you look for it, look for another loanee. Um, or, or free transfers coming in, and, and, and it's uh, I think that's the problem. Um, that there's no sustainable plan for for the future. Um, you look at our squad now; it's probably a lot bigger than it has been in recent years. But but there's we just don't have the quality there, um, and, and the lack of replacements for Daryl Murphy um, is, is it's a perfect perfect example of that. Really, you know, we've got Leon Best on the free, which has not worked at all. Um, just trying to, to 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 put plasters over 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 the gaps, and, and it's um, yeah, it's it's really starting to come undone. And finally, do you think the likes of the success of um, Huddersfield uh, leads to an extent has kind of made things worse for McCarthy? Because I don't think either of those clubs has paid much at all, or if any, transfer fees this season. Yet they seem to find themselves, you know, playing attacking football, playing good football in the playoffs. Is McCarthy perhaps underachieving, or, or you know, is it very much a case of he's been dealt a shit hand year after year, and he's he's, he's actually doing a reasonable job? Well, I, th- I think every every year there are going to be clubs, aren't they? You know, even even likes of Preston or, or Barnsley have done well given the resources they've had this year. There's always going to be clubs that that you can put yourselves up against and say why are we doing that but I think over the last the, the few seasons before we, we've probably been given the budget sort of over overachieving and, and, and this season has been has, has been very poor um, and, and, and McCarthy has certainly he's, he's not before he's underperformed this year um, and it's you know it's, a, it's very much a case now that when it's not going well, his football and his and his sort of approach um, to the fans as a whole is is uh, combative to say the least. Yeah. And uh, when you're winning games and, and, and you uh, listen, we had we had Murphy last year, and you can play long balls and, and he will hold it up. He will be something to hit. He will bring others into play. This season we don't have that at all. Yet we still persisted with the same tactics and and, and trying to trying to lump it without getting your head up and, and, it, and it, we, we give possession away so easily um, and it's a, it's a failure to change that and, and on top of that um, he's frustrated a lot of fans of it with his comments in the media um, as you as you will know from hearing some of his press conference here and there they get picked up that he's, he's just very uh, it's the, the, the typical Yorkshire approach you know I, I say what I see you know I, I say what I find and it's a uh, a lot of the time, he's been harking back to, to what he's done in previous season, which was a fantastic job. But at the moment in time, he, he's just served to to drive a bigger divide between him and the fans. And, and, and there's a hell of a lot of negativity now, um, and, and, and people are, are much less willing to 
to appreciate the, the, the financial struggles that we have and the fact that he, to some extent he's got a hand at, well, at least one hand tied behind his back um, but um, yeah I think this season he's, uh, he's certainly underperformed and, and, and the way he's the way he's handled that um, has has done him absolutely no favours and, and, and you know and, and made the situation more difficult for himself um, as, as well as uh, for the fans that have to go and watch that every week Mike, thank you very much for your time. Uh, wish you all the best for the rest of the season and uh, I'm sure we'll speak to you again soon. Indeed, well, yeah, look forward to seeing you on Monday and I'm sure you'll uh, you'll probably have a, a fairly fruitful visit to Portman Road <laughs> given, given, given our record this season. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.